Now, you're in the WOR Sports Zone. Filling in for Pete, here's Sal Licata. All right, hour two of the show. Remember, you got me all week. You're stuck with me during the All-Star break, which is tradition here. Year five of this on OR, filling in for Pete. During the All-Star break, Mets will resume play against the Yankees, so we'll have some fun looking ahead to that series on Thursday. We're expected to have Adam Fisher in studio from 7 to 8. Obviously, your calls, and we'll do all the Mets and Yanks stuff leading into the second half of the year, what to look for with each ball club. Uh, obviously, with the Mets, it's going to be about who's you know who they trade and who's going to develop and all, all those different things looking on, of, you know, looking on to 2019. Yankees, who they're going to acquire, and can they go win the World Series? So we'll get more in-depth about that. Remember, every fan who calls and gets uh, on the air with me gets a free Mets t-shirt. On Thursday, it'll be a DeGrom replica. Is it a... I forget. DeGrom uh, replica jersey featuring uh, his name and number on it. So that's fun. Uh, We'll have Andy Martino at 720. Right now, let's get to the calls here. You guys have been waiting on hold a little while. Let's start with Michael in Brooklyn. And Michael, I don't understand what you think DeGrom is going to be after he leaves. Well, listen, I think DeGrom's going to wind up in Washington like they did Danny Murphy, who had one of the best, he had one of the best postseasons in the history of baseball. And, and the Mets didn't even bring him back for one year, you know? So well, how DeGrom is DeGrom going to go to the Nationals? you think the Mets would trade him there? No, I think he's going to go there as a free agent. The Mets need to pay him, man. Yeah, DeGrom's not going to hit, DeGrom's not going to hit free agency, Michael. He's got two and a half years to go, so he will either be traded before then, and I would think signed by the team that trades for him, or the Mets are just going to resign him. So he's not going to hit free agency. He's not going to Washington. Yeah, but I, yeah, but I'm saying after, I'm just saying he's going to wind up, he might wind up in Atlanta, something like that. But what I'm saying is, his, his statistics in 50 games is just as good as Kershaw's, man. He's better. You trade this guy? No. I'm and with. And they want to trade him? Well, what do you want to do? I'm assuming you want to keep him, right? I, I keep him. I keep him. Give him the money. Lock him up long term. He was rookie of the year. I'm saying this guy wound up doing a better job than uh, uh, than Harvey. Harvey, Syndergaard. Right. All of them. I agree with you, Michael. Hold on. Uh, we'll get you a Mets T-shirt. Thanks for the call. I agree. They got to keep him. I mean, I, I respect Bobby O's opinion greatly. I, I disagree with him, however, about trading Degrom and anybody who says that that's the case. I just don't believe that that's right. I get why Bobby O and others have said it. I understand it. I, it's just not how I would operate. I'm trying to win. I am trying to build a winning team. So if that is your priority, right? Sit down and think about it. You know how you do lists. Oh, pros. Let's, honey, come on, honey. Let's sit in for a nice night and do the pros and cons list of why or why we, sh- or why or why not we shouldn't buy this house or whatever it may be, right? Come up with lists and come up with different things. Um, if I'm trying to build a winner, that's what I want to do. That's my priority. I want to win baseball games next year. How would trading one of the best pitchers in Major League Baseball fit into the win column? Because you're getting, well, you know what? We're going to get two, three prospects, maybe four prospects for him. That doesn't help me. Look at the White Sox and look at Chris Sale. If you're trying to build a winner next year, you do not trade the best pitcher in Major League Baseball right now. It's pretty simple. Gino in Brooklyn, I think you agree with me, Gino. Sal, let's look at the pedigree. Since day one that Jacob DeGrom has been on the Mets, He's been nothing short of excellent. We could agree on that easily, right? Yes. Has has a pit, Just answer this question because I've been racking my brain. I can't figure it out. Has a pitcher with a great pedigree having this kind of first half of the season 
shattering records ever been dealt at the deadline? Well, probably remember one. Probably not with two and a half years of control. Now, I don't remember. That's, that's what I'm saying. I don't because remember the exact never get equal value back for that. I don't There's remember no the way to get equal value back. I don't remember the exact situation with Sale, how many years of control he had under him, but that would be the one that comes to mind. But it certainly that's doesn't happen during in the offseason, though. It certainly, do, well, right? I don't remember the exact thing, but I think that it was during the offseason, not during the season. But still, during the season, uh, offseason, off of that type of year, that usually doesn't happen with that caliber player, especially in New York City, Gene. You know. No, how, Sal, how could we ever get equal value back for him? He's not showing signs of slowing down, not whatsoever. I mean, Kershaw's 34 years old. He's still dominating. There's no reason to think that this guy can't dominate until he's 35. And then there's no, no reason to think that he can't adjust just like CeCe has. Right. Because he's obviously an incredibly intelligent pitcher. He's the one pitcher that figured out, forget about the fastball at the knees go upstairs because of the launch angle he's figured that out more than anybody else you cannot come on you can't trade this guy that's crazy excellent he, call gino away the best pitcher in baseball he's taking the mantle from Scherzer and Kershaw he will be next year excellent call gino enjoy your free shirt well deserved uh I, I mean I couldn't have said it better myself you don't trade the best pitcher in baseball. And DeGrom, the ultimate competitor, the guy is a student of the game. He has learned how to get better. He's learned how to improve. I do think he will make adjustments moving forward, even if he's not effective uh, with just stuff in the coming years and figure out how to become an effective pitcher a la CC Sabathia. I agree. I mean, I just don't see how it makes any sense to trade him. Robbie is in Jersey, and Robbie wants the team to spend more. Yes. Um, the thing, this whole call, this whole show has been talking um, about DeGrom and everything. And the thing that really gets me with the spending is what happened after the Yankees acquired Giancarlo Stanton when Fred was reportedly furious that they picked him up. Um, and he said, you know, I'm just quoting him, that it was unsustainable to take on big contracts. And I'm just saying to myself, that goes to show you, that comment that he said shows you how dumb he really is to own a professional sports team in the biggest city in the whole entire country and to have that kind of economic mentality. I can't believe that Fred Wilpon went to the University of Michigan. He is a dumb owner. He's not smart, unsustainable. What do you mean unsustainable? I'm telling you this from, as a Rangers fan for hockey and a Knicks fan for basketball, there are hard, tight salary caps in those sports. There really isn't in baseball. It's unsustainable. How is it unsustainable? Well, I don't know, but I I think you are thinking about different things. Uh, Thanks for the call, Robbie. When you're talking about the Yankees and the amount of resources that they have, I mean, the Yankees are just a bottomless pit, it seems. Now, you have to give the Yankees credit because they do whatever it takes to win. Whatever it takes to win. They're not, but here's where the fans get it twisted. The Yankees aren't winning because of the amount that they're spending. And the Yankees have misspent too. The difference is the Yankees can overcome a lot of those mistakes. A team like the Mets or another a regular team signed Jacoby Ellsbury, you know, a non-New York team, middle of the pack payroll, whatever. They signed Jacoby Ellsbury. That cripples them. The Yankees go out and get John Carl Stanton on top of that. But the main reason why the Yankees are having success, it's not about big contract after big contract. Glaber Torres, how much is he making? Miguel Andujar, 
Greg Bird, Gary Sanchez, Aaron Judge, Aaron Hicks, Didi Gregorius. I mean, I'm listening to a bunch of players. Brett Gardner, they're not making any big-time money. Luis Severino. Where is the big chunk of cash being allotted by the Yankees right now? Right, they signed Chapman to a big deal. You know, Sabathia, whatever it is he's getting, but that's not a significant deal, one-year deal. Tanaka is getting a lot of money. Jacoby Ellsbury, as we mentioned, getting a lot of money. But the Yankees... It's different than it was in years past. Stanton, obviously the big contract, but even him, they didn't even need him. And they're going to add. But they're not winning because they're spending. That's a misnomer right now. They do whatever it takes to win. If they signed Jason Vargas and he was performing the way that he has with the Mets, they'd cut him and move on. Trim the fat and get somebody else. I mean, they went out there and gave Neil Walker $4 bucks. He's a utility guy. They don't even need him. He was insurance for a couple of months of the year. Now he's getting some at-bats because Torres is hurt, but you understand what I'm saying. I don't know. You don't need to get into the acumen of uh, Mr. Wilpon. I mean, I, I'm not going to do that myself. I, I don't. I remember the quote, but I don't. I'm not smart enough to know about the business model. I'm going to trust that they are, and that we are not. Unless you guys are, you know, owners of a ball club that I'm not aware of. 800-321-0710. 800-321-0710. Not about spending. About spending wisely. We come back, we'll talk to Andy Martino of SNY. Hang in there, we'll get to you, we'll get you your Mets free shirt. As long as you talk to me, 800-321-0710. Martino, though, coming up next, we'll get the latest on DeGrom. He spoke to him one-on-one at the All-Star Game. He's in D.C. right now covering the All-Star Game. We'll also get his thoughts on Callaway and the rumors that Callaway will be there to start next year. So a lot to get to with Andy Martino, SNY Baseball Insider, when we come back on The Voice of New York, 710 WOR. All free. You're in the WOR Sports Zone. And for Pete, here's Sal Licata. Let's get a feel for what's going on at the All-Star Game. Actually, I don't even care about the All-Star Game necessarily or the Home Run Derby for that matter. But somebody who's reporting on such things, mostly uh, Mets and Yanks stuff from there, is SNY's Baseball Insider, live from D.C., Andy Martino. i got to say this, Andy, before we actually get into the news you have done, and I'm not just saying this because I consider us, you know, somewhat friends. Certainly, coworkers over there. Somewhat friends. What's the what's the hesitation? Well, I mean, we're coworkers. I mean, maybe when I come to your house for a barbecue with my wife, that will be friends, right? More so. We haven't really hung out, have we? I, well, we haven't hung out because you can never drink because you always have to work late. Well, that is true. But okay, so we're friends, well, coworkers. I compliment. Right. <laughs> Let me get to the compliment, will you? Yeah. You have done, seriously, you have done an excellent job of reporting, it seems, day in, day out, since SNY has hired you as a full-time baseball insider. There's always some kind of, you know, important information relative to the, the Mets or the Yanks. I mean, it's not, not necessarily important, but, you know, to, to the Mets or Yanks, you've always you've done a nice job really reporting your rear end off here. There's always some kind of little news or note, uh, it seems, every day from you. Well, thank you, Sal. Uh, that's nice to hear. I appreciate it. I'm having a good time in my job. I'm glad that SMY hired me full-time because I'm having a blast. Me too. Now, yesterday, and we'll get to yesterday's news in a little bit, you, you talked about Callaway. You were the first, I believe, to have that the Mets expect to have Callaway back next year. But today, mm-hmm. obviously, the big news, DeGrom talk, and his agent talking about uh, how they want to basically get paid or get traded. Um First, what do you think the Mets now think of this latest news with the agent going public? 
they were uh, not pushing back today in any kind of way where it was like, oh, the Mets are mad. But clearly they understood that they were being kind of boxed into a corner. Uh, Team DeGrom there with CAA, his agency, his agent Brody Van Wagenen, were maximizing the event to the All-Star game. Let me tell you how this broke down. And the Mets did not love, would not have loved this, obviously, that we were, the media was waiting to go into a room where we had an hour of availability with the National League All-Stars. And as we were waiting, Ken Rosenthal tweets this quote from Brody Van Wagenen. So then it's like, release the dogs onto the ground. And that creates a big story. And, you know, Brody's quotes were kind of aggressive. The ground's quotes were not contradictory, but a little bit more good cops. So the whole thing was very well orchestrated. So the Mets kind of feel like I'm sure they got put in a, in a corner a little bit and ended up with a new cycle that they didn't, wouldn't have asked for. Uh, but, you know, they're, I think they're kind of laying back and going, all right, let's see how this plays out now. But it was big news today. That was a big move by the Grom's team. So update me on this, because if I'm not mistaken, Alderson has talked about in, in multiple years, I'm pretty sure it's the last couple of years leading into the season, about the Mets and DeGrom having extension talks. And it never got to the point where they actually came to an agreement on such matters. But they have had talks for at least a couple of years. Do you think this is just a matter of time? Do you think now the Mets are rethinking potentially extending DeGrom and maybe lean to trade him? Give me the, the rundown here with what has happened and where we're at today. Well, I asked someone today who's been involved in these talks, has it ever gotten past the preliminary phase, just checking in, and I was told, no, it hasn't. So they've never had substantive contract talks. It's always been more of a, like, check-in. You know, CAA represents so many Met players from Cespedes. In fact, when I was talking to Brody Van Wagenen to follow up on this today, he's getting texts from Yohan Cespedes himself, like I'm running down in San Luis. So this is an agent who's really tied in with the Mets. They've got Kibo, Syndergaard. So they're going to talk to the Mets front office all the time. And through that talking, hey, where are we at with DeGrom? But it never got past that. They've never really negotiated. It's never been an offer. Uh, and you know, that's probably, or certainly, I can tell you, contributed to why they decided to go public today with these thoughts, because they weren't getting anywhere with the team. Do you think that they are now more likely to move DeGrom in the offseason, or you think there's yeah. a good chance that they lock him up long-term? I think... When I woke up this morning, Sal, I would have said more than a 50% chance that the ground's a Met next year. Now, I think there's less than 50-50 that he's with the Mets on opening day. But, but it doesn't... Was... Go ahead, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, do, well, no, it, what, does, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense because if they were of the ilk of not trading DeGrom, which I know you and I are of that same ilk, we would not trade him, just because he says he wants to be signed to an extension doesn't mean that all of a sudden you decide, okay, you know what, I'm going to change course and trade the best player that we have on the team right now. No, I don't think his comments wouldn't, wouldn't um, lead them to trade him. It's more that they've never gotten down the road with an extension before. And they're not going to, I don't think, because of these comments, they feel like we've got them under control for two years. We're not going to be pushed into doing something now that we just don't have to do. So DeGrom is laying the groundwork for leaving. And that's why I feel differently a little about it today than I did yesterday, is that yesterday I didn't know that Jacob DeGrom wanted to leave if he didn't get uh, extended. Now I know that, you know? But don't you think he do- he doesn't want to leave? He just wants to get paid. And by the way, he deserves it. The guy's been severely underpaid for years here. 
he does deserve it, and he's standing up for himself and saying, I, I, basically, look, there's three different options here. Three different ways this could go. Number one is you trade DeGrom. Number two is you sign DeGrom in an extension. Number three is that you let him play the next two years for you when you have him under control. The third option will make him and his agents very upset if that continues uh, to be the case. And the Mets feel like, well, why shouldn't we do that? We have you under control. So that's a clear difference in philosophy. And if the Mets continue to feel that way, DeGrom's preference will be to play elsewhere. I mean, he told me today... I was fortunate to get the one-on-one, one-on-one with him after all this. And he said, I love being a Met. I loved it in 2015 when we won here. It was fun. I want to win here. But basically, if they, they got to – I'm paraphrasing him now, but he's saying, like, I got to pick a – they, they got to pick a lane. I'd love to win here, but if, if they're not going to commit to me, I want to go somewhere else. No. So if the Mets say to him, we're not, we're not where you're at on an extension, DeGrom is going to say, I would prefer to play for one of the other 29 teams. That's where this is headed. We're talking with Andy Martino, SNY Baseball Insider. Um, trades here. Before we get to Callaway, trades, uh, you just expect the norm, or will there be any surprising names that the Mets move before the deadline? Uh, there, I think it'll mostly be what you expect. Wheeler, Familia will be traded, I think. Uh, well, Familia will be traded. Wheeler has a strong chance of being traded. Um, what about Flores? I think Flores could certainly be traded. They're, they've been playing him at first base constantly, trying to showcase him as best they can. The problem with Wilmer Flores is he just doesn't bring you back much because the market for hitters, the days of getting Carlos or Zach Wheeler for Carlos Beltran, a top prospect for a rental hitter, just it's, it's over. The, the Tigers got nothing for J.D. Martinez last year. Wilmer Flores and J.D. Martinez are not. Exactly in the same class of hitter. Uh, so, don't tell the Mets. Don't, don't tell the Mets fans that. <laughs> Roll up, that's fair point. Yeah, right. Everyone's going to be tweeting at me like, "How dare you say he's not Jody Martinez?" <laughs> we, we've 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 been over your feelings on the whole overrating of Wilmer Flores, though, and and I'm mostly with you. I think he's good at his job, uh, very good at his job, but in that role that he's in, but that that's not something that tends to be valued um, valued on the trade market, so. They'd love to get rid of him, but I don't think that they're going to get much. How, um, how many then, how many walk-off hits does uh, J.D. Martinez have? Well, that's a fair question. I mean, maybe <laughs> J.D. Martinez is no Wilmer Flores. Mets fans would agree. But look, no, I think if you're talking about guys that would surprise you, there there's a group of players who are, I was told, are not really available, but, and this is the key, not untouchable. Brandon Nimmo, Michael Conforto, Ahmed Rosario, the younger, controllable players. Obviously, they'd prefer to keep. Those are the kind of players they're looking to acquire. But they're not, they wouldn't rule anything out. And if I'm looking at some kind of Hail Mary um, situation where there's a larger package of players being involved, I would not sleep on the chance of Michael Conforto being traded. I'm not saying it's happening or or close to happening. I'm just saying, you're asking me for a surprise name to look at? That's my surprise name. Yeah, that would, Nimmo, be, that would be shocking. Yeah, Nimmo, you make an, you would make a great argument for trading Brandon Nimmo right now. Uh, will his value ever be higher? But I do believe that they would ultimately take into account how popular he is and how unpopular the team is, so that'd be a tough pill to swallow for the fans. But 
if you're looking at it totally cold and analytical, now's the time to trade Brandon Nimmo for sure. All right, a couple more for you uh, before we let you go, Andy. Andy Martino, SNY Baseball Insider from D.C., covering the All-Star game. Uh, Callaway, you expect him to be here next year? You think he gets the full year? If they struggle, they're going to fire him? What's the reasoning for assuring, or not assuring, but essentially saying mm-hmm. Callaway will be back to start next year? Well, that's a good, this is a good news, Sal. You may lose Jacob DeGrom, but you get to keep Mickey Calloway. Jeez. So. <laughs> I mean, they'd be very excited about yeah. Look, It all adds uh, up now, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think they're trying to... I think they're trying to remember that he was such an in-demand managerial candidate for the league just a few months ago, and that he, he and Dave Island actually have gotten some results out of the pitching staff. <laughs> Uh, sorry if you hear a siren in the background, but that's run, Andy, that's run. Post. Yes. There's an ambulance here at, uh, oh. in the streets of DC. Uh, but you're not near the White House, are you? Uh, no, and I was about to say something that would get me in trouble, but I realized that we're on the air. Don't we no, could just we could just insinuate. Yeah, I think we get yes. it. <laughs> yes, the audience, the ambulance has passed, so now I'm answering your question. Uh, Callaway. It, 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 he and Island have done okay with the pitching staff. They've gotten some of those guys straightened out. And despite the many, 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 many flaws that we've seen with Mickey Callaway, I just think they're going to give him another year to, to try to grow into the role. He has a three-year contract. There'll be a new GM next year. If you want to look at this in the most skeptical, cynical way possible, it's that a new GM inherits a manager, he gets a bullet to fire at some point. He gets to fire the guy, you know, and then bring in his own guy. That's the way we see a lot of times when there's a new GM in place, they keep the old coach or manager, right? Like, uh, what, Idzik kept Rex Ryan or um, uh, those kinds of things. So that's just a million examples. And a lot of times the new guy goes after the first year or so. So that's what, that's what I would look at. I mean, Mickey Calloway obviously hasn't really impressed anybody with much, but he'll get a little bit more rope. Uh, any news on the Yanks? I mean, any closer to getting uh, an arm? Or I know it seems like they're fading from the Machado stuff. What's the latest with the Yanks and potential trades? Yeah, it's a little quiet right now. Uh, the I mean, I'm sure Brian Cashman's working hard, but they're waiting out some things on the pitching front, I think. One of the reasons that – well, I think two reasons they haven't made a move for a pitcher yet because the prices for guys like Jay Happ, who I think would be a great fit to them, are still probably a little higher then the Yankees think is reasonable. So it's still mid-July. They can wait that kind of thing out a little bit more. And one thing I was told the other day was that Cashman hasn't moved on, on anything yet because he's holding out hope that he can still get to Grom this month. That's, that's the, that's the Are you kidding me? Is that true? Now, uh, I was told that, yeah. So I, I don't – I mean, holding out hope – look, I know the Yankees are extremely, extremely skeptical that that would happen, but – if you got a bunch of trade ships, if you're looking around the league at some pitchers who might be available, and 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 Degrom's obviously the best of any of them. Uh, I mean, they've they've talked about they've talked to the Mets about Wheeler, so they're trying to figure out which lane they want to go in in, in the pitching thing. But it, Degrom's not going to the Yankees this month, so don't. Yeah, don't but you know what? You know what though, Andy? It could impact if you make it sound like, and now the agent comes out with this. If you make it sound like Degrom's more likely to be traded now in the off season. I mean, that's yeah. that's still something worth pursuing if you're the Yankees or really anybody else, but in particular the Yankees in the offseason. Yeah. I wonder if that does alter your thinking in the short term this year at the trade deadline. I don't think that uh, they have – frankly, I just – the Mets tend to move kind of methodically. Like, 
it seems like a short period of time for them to totally change their plan about Jacob DeGrom. Their plan was to not trade him uh, th- at the deadline. Now, you could certainly make an argument that they, now is the time because teams are more desperate in season. A guy like Jacob DeGrom is going to fetch a huge haul in the offseason, too, if that's the way they decide to go. Uh, so I just think, I mean, we'll see when the dust settles from the from the agent stuff today and if that's changed anything. Big picture with, with the up and down the Mets front office. But my understanding has been that he's not getting traded this year. They've already known that he wants an extension. They didn't know he was going to go public today. They didn't. I had no idea that he was going to do this today. So maybe that changes it a little. But I'm telling what I was told to keep my eye on after this was uh, traded in the off season. So that's my prediction. Anything Which would not have been my prediction yesterday. Right. So that is a change. Anything newsworthy? Yeah. Last one for you. Anything newsworthy or interesting happening uh, down in D.C. at the All Star festivities? Uh. Have you ever have you been in an All Star game? Did you go to the one at City? I did. Yeah, I actually went to the Home Run Derby at the old Yankee Stadium, and then I went to both the Home Run Derby oh, and the All Star game at City. Yeah, well, I did. Cool. The Josh Hamilton Home Run Derby was. Let me put it this way, Sal. It's probably the only interesting thing that's happened in an All Star field in the ten, twelve years that I've been doing this. It's an event where it's cool to be around guys and interview them and all this stuff. And the game itself is fun when you see all those stars around the field. I think the Home Run Derby is the most one of the most boring events in all of sports, uh, right up there with the Pro Bowl. So nothing too newsworthy coming out of that. The DeGrom thing was a gift from the gods today. You don't understand. You're walking in the room, and I had to do a one-on-one with him anyway. It was to be like, hey, how great is the All-Star game, versus to like asking him serious questions about his future. Thank, thank you, Jacob, for the news, uh, because oftentimes these don't have any. Uh, so that would be the big thing. And then, of course, you mentioned Machado. He was swarmed, of course, today by media, national media, and, you know, the, at the end of the day, I would, would not at all be surprised if when he puts on his Orioles uniform tomorrow in the All-Star game, it's the last time he wears an Orioles uniform in his life. Wow. Uh, so that's, that's interesting. I think, there's no, I think he could easily, easily be traded the, after that game, the day after the game. Uh, so that's definitely something nationally to watch. As, as you mentioned, the Yankees are kind of fading in a little bit, but they're still in it. Uh, if I had to predict, I'd say Dodgers, Phillies, Brewers, are the kind of the front runners, but the Yankees are in it. And it's hard to handicap. Even like I've had a, a good source or two on this throughout, and they're kind of like throwing up their hands. Like, hard to say, but he's going, you hard to say where, but it's obvious that he's going somewhere real soon. Interesting. Uh, we will uh, wait to see what happens with that. That'll be the first major piece we would expect to be moved here before yeah. the trade deadline. Uh, yeah. All right, Andy, thanks. Enjoy uh, the home run derby. Enjoy the All Star game. We'll see you when you get back. Thank you, Sal. Yeah. Andy Martino, uh, SNY Baseball Insider, live from the All-Star Game down there, or the All-Star Game uh, festivities, Home Run Derby tonight down there in D.C., and he really has done a heck of a job. Just follow him on Twitter. I don't even know his handle. I don't know. Google it. Andy Martino, I don't have it up uh, on the phone right now. But he does. he's always got some kind of news and notes uh, surrounding the Yankees, the latest with their trades, potentially, whether it's an arm, whether it's Machado. Same with the Mets. Uh, he's done a great job reporting, uh, really, uh, since he's... I mean, he was at the Daily News for a long time, He's done a great job recently with SNY uh, as well. 800-321-0710. I promise you we'll get back to your calls. I know some of you have been holding a really long time. We'll get you on the air. You can talk to me, vent whatever it is, your frustration with DeGrom, the Mets. You want to talk about the Yankees? I'm fine with that too. And we'll get you your free Mets t-shirt. Yankee fans, you want to burn it, whatever. You can do whatever you want with it. But OR, nice enough to be able to give out free t-shirts to anybody who calls and talks to me on the air here this week. Part of our fifth year uh, tradition at uh, All-Star Week, um, you know, 
every year. Filling in for Pete McCarthy in the Sports Zone. It's Sal Licata, the All Star edition of the Sal Licata Show here on uh, WOR, the Voice of New York, seven ten WOR. This is the WOR Sports Zone. Filling in for Pete McCarthy. Here's Sal Licata. Uh, Taking on 9 o'clock here in the Sports Zone. Plenty of t-shirts to give away. Also a pair of Mets tickets to give away. Uh, if you're just joining us, we'll be giving away t-shirts, free t-shirts, the Monday through Thursday here before the Mets resume play Friday night. I'll be in for Pete until then. And any caller that calls and gets on the air gets free t-shirts on Thursday. We have a special replica jersey featuring Mets, for now, all-star pitcher Jacob DeGrom, his name and number, so you don't want to miss that on Thursday. Uh, let's get to the calls. We'll have Pat Leonard in studio at 8 o'clock, and we'll be talking Giants football. So I'm looking forward to, to that as well. Tony is in Queens. Tony, you want to keep the Mets pitchers, right? Yes, I do. Um, but then you have to realize what they have to do is trade judiciously. The Yankees, when they did trade, they traded from their strength. They knew they had something coming up so you could afford to get something like Miller when he was at his height, Chapman when he was at his height. They were plus assets. The way the Met bullpen has been used this year, familiar is not an asset right now. He's a liability. His last couple of performances are better, but the way he was used, it really showed him more to a deficit. Look, what happened with the Yankees, Tony, with Chapman and Miller a couple years ago, that was just like lightning striking. I mean, yeah. it was just it was just the perfect, of course, of course, right? For a down franchise like the Yankees in a rebuilding year, they needed some miracle to happen, and it did. They got guys who were pitching at the peak performance. It just happened that the teams that were trying to win a World Series desperately needed bullpen arms of the caliber of Chapman and Andrew Miller. Yankees were able to maximize the value. Then they go and re-sign Chapman in the offseason, and the rest is history. Yes, that is true. And I don't think right now the Mets can do that. I think they have to keep those pitches. You have to keep DeGrom. you got to keep Syndergaard. You build around them. Hopefully get some of the pieces. Because there's so many pieces that they need. If you lose one, it's almost like... Uh, Having holes in a dike, you stick your finger in one place, the hole breaks on another place. You have to be judicious. Keep those two pitches because that is the franchise right now. Thank well, you, Tony. Um, hold on, and we'll get you the T-shirt. And I'm pretty sure everything he said was was good to go there. Um, but, yes, you're right. If you take away from the top of the rotation, <laughs> I'm still boring. Great analogy, Tony. Uh, if you take away from the top, if you take away from the top of the rotation, you're going a guy like Degrom or Syndergaard for that matter. You're not going to be able to replace those guys. So yeah, they have a bunch of holes to fill. You know, here's the other thing: people are overlooking. Do you think that by trading Degrom, they're going to get five everyday players or four everyday players that are going to be big leaguers, legit big? You don't know that. You don't know that. You'd be lucky to get one or two, and you don't even know if that's going to be the case. The biggest problem with the Mets this year is not not even the health of Cespedes. It's not the ineptitude of the manager. Michael Conforto hitting 219 or whatever. He's 215 now. That is a travesty. I mean, that I'm stunned by that. He should be hitting 315. And if Conforto doesn't hit, and, and we've said this for years, they're not gonna they're not doing anything. They need him to be one of those young studs. I mean, the conversation, think about the comparisons with the Yankees in recent years. Conforto to Judge and Rosario to Torres. You could not be 
more opposites right now. Bill is in Brooklyn. Bill, you want to keep the core together. The question I have for you is who's the core exactly? Say it again. Who is the core? You want to keep the core together. Who is the core? The core is the Grom, Syndergaard, Nimmo, and Conforto. Maybe Rosario. Conforto's hitting two fifteen, Bill. I understand Conforto's hitting two fifteen, but you know what? He was also doing horrible two seasons ago. He had a little time off, went down to the minors, worked on a couple of things. Right now, right now he's hitting okay two fifteen. But you give him a little time, he's a little late. Okay, maybe that shoulder in injury. You, you better know, hope it's a uh, shoulder injury because if he's not the all-star that they believed, I mean, that he was a year ago, they were in big trouble. I mean, I, how do you fix it? All right, Bill, fine. You want to keep Conforto, Syndergaard, DeGrom, who else did you say? Oh, Rosario. Who? who how are you fixing, how are you fixing I, I, the team? I would, I, would keep, I would keep Nemo. I would keep Nemo. But if you think, I'm, I'm with you. I want to win. I want to win. I'm, I'm, I'm a competitor. I'm a Mets fan. I want to win. But with the team we got right now, we ain't competitive. We have no heart right now. We're not playing with heart. You got to get rid of Callaway. He's absolutely atrocious. He doesn't have these guys. Don't play for him. They don't play for him. Well, they're not any good though. And thanks for the call, Bill. I appreciate it. I mean, they're not any good. Forget about heart. I mean, where's the talent? Where's the ability? If I were to list you, and I don't know if the Mets are aware of this or not, but there is a thing called five tools, right? When you refer to a baseball player, usually they're measured by the five tools. And I'm not so sure that teams do that now anymore with the analytics and money ball and statistics and all that garbage. Uh, but if I were to list you five tools going around the diamond on some of the Mets, I mean, they, they barely have two. And what are Todd Frazier's tools exactly? He's even been bad in the field this year. And one of the things he was supposed to do is be durable. He can't even do that. What's Jay Bruce's tools? Can hit with power. He can't run. He can't field. And he doesn't hit for high average. Doesn't have a good arm. So he can hit with power occasionally. Flores, same thing. Catch your spot. Same thing. I mean, go around the, where are the, you know, Conforto was supposed to be the closest thing. And even him, his defense was supposed to lack. They're playing him out of position in center field. I know he's been playing a lot of left field lately, but let's just say he's an average at best fielder, right? Can throw a little, can field a little. He's not a great runner. He's supposed to hit for average and hit for power. He would be the closest thing. And he's done neither of those this year. Cespedes can't stay healthy. I mean, on and on it goes. Where are the, where are the tool? Where are the baseball players? Where are the well-rounded baseball players on this team? I just don't see it. Rapid fire with your calls next. We want to get you guys some t-shirts, so we'll make sure we do that on the other side. Salicata filling in for Pete McCarthy in the Sports Zone, the Voice of New York, seven ten W O R.